this is Julie Hogue with Vegetarians and Meat Lovers Split Table Recipes. I hope you're having an amazing winter and that you're not too cold where I am. We have so much snow. It's like, I don't know, maybe two feet or something like that. We just got laid out with a whole big giant amount of snow from a snowstorm. So we have so much snow, but my son is loving it. So like, when the plows come, they push all the snow to our house. So we get this giant mountain of snow at the end of our yard at the street level. And he has made this amazing fort and tunnel with his friends in it. So they both have been digging, 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 making out. They're having so much fun. It's so great to see. It's hard to live in Minnesota. I got to tell you that. I often wish I lived somewhere else like Florida or somewhere warm, but the snow, he just loves the snow. He has so much fun. Anyway, on to the topic for today. We're talking about pizza. I love pizza. Pizza is probably my favorite meal, and I just love the versatility of pizza too because it works so well as a hybrid dish. I mean, they, you know, pizza, pizza places have been doing this for like, decades, you know, half pepperoni, half sausage. So they've been doing split table recipes longer than probably anyone else. And they do it the best, right? Because it's so easy to do. And so you can easily replicate this at home. There's so many things you can do with pizza. And, you know, meat on pizza, meatless pizza, you know, many people who eat meat still like meatless pizza too. So pizza is just delicious. And it's so easy to make different recipes. Now, I'm going to share a couple of recipes for pizza with you that I have in my cookbook, One Dish, Two Diets, which is out in ebook, audiobook, where you get the ebook copy, and soft cover and hard cover. So, I want to talk about pizza. Do you love pizza? Oh, I love pizza. I like I think I've only had like one kind of pizza that I hated, and it was one kind of frozen. Now, I do like frozen pizza, but this one particular brand, which I'm not going to say because that's not very nice of me to bash their name, (laughs) I hated it. And it's the only time I've ever in my life said, I hate this pizza. I mean, some pizzas are better than others, of course, but it was the only time I hated a pizza and didn't want to eat it. So that being said, I love pizza. I have a couple of unique recipes for pizza in this book. And this one I really like. It's really very unique. It uses squash in the sauce. And in the fall, I do a lot of cooking with squash. And so some of these ideas pop in my head in the fall when I'm making all kinds of different things with squash. I've made spaghetti sauce with squash and tomato sauce to like a mixture. So this is pretty similar to that pasta sauce recipe. And this one is called Hybrid Vegetarian and Chicken Squash Sauce Pizza. Squash Sauce Pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. I just love the uniqueness of this pizza, the unique flavor it delivers. And, you know, pizza is just a top at my house. I mean, everybody likes pizza and I love it when I can do a little bit of a twist to make it a little bit different. And this pizza seems gourmetish to me and it's not hard to make. You know, a lot of these gourmet meals might take hours and time and oh my gosh, like so much work, so much chopping. This doesn't. This is pretty quick and it's pretty easy to do. The thing is you do have to have some squash already cooked. So what I often do is if I ever make squash for our family, you know, like when you bake it in the oven, I might just scoop out about 
I use about a cup for this recipe. So I reserve out about a cup of the cooked butternut squash or any kind of squash I suppose you could use. But for this recipe, I used the butternut squash. And the squash sauce just gives a unique flavor to this homemade pizza. And it still delivers a pizza taste, but it's a little bit different because the squash is incorporated into the sauce. And this obviously could be made easily all vegetarian, all meat, or half and half hybrid where you do whatever kind of meat on one half or, you know, it's so versatile, three-fourths, a third. You can do whatever you want. It's just so easy because you add the meat last on top. You can please both eaters in your home, meat lovers and vegetarians. That's just perfect. Okay, and so it takes about 30 minutes of cooking time and makes anywhere from four to six servings. So if you're going to be serving a lot of people, you might want to double this recipe. This is what you're going to need for the ingredients. For the crust, you need one cup of warm water, two and a fourth teaspoons, the active dry yeast or rapid rise, fast acting instant yeast, one tablespoon of sugar, two cups of flour, one half cup Italian style breadcrumbs, one fourth cup plus one teaspoon olive oil divided, one teaspoon coconut oil. For the sauce, you're going to need one cup of cooked butternut squash, one cup ground oregano, one 15-ounce can of tomato sauce, and one fourth teaspoon garlic powder. For toppings, you're going to need one and a half cups shredded mozzarella cheese, one half cup finely shredded Asiago cheese, one half cup sun-dried tomatoes. I use a julienne cut for this recipe, so I love those sun-dried tomatoes. They're so good. Eight ounces of sliced baby bella or cremini mushrooms, one fourth cup diced onion, and one cup pieces of smoked cooked chicken breast, one fourth cup grated Parmesan cheese. Okay, so for making this crust, you're going to start off and you're going to take one cup of warm water and one packet, which is about two and a quarter teaspoons of the yeast, and you're going to stir it in a non-metal bowl and stir with a wooden spoon or a plastic spoon for that yeast. That's important for yeast. Add one tablespoon sugar and stir with a plastic or wooden spoon. Then you're going to add two cups of flour, one half cup breadcrumbs, and one fourth cup olive oil, and you're going to stir that. You're going to oil your hands with olive oil. About one teaspoon is usually enough to coat your hands, and you're going to knead that dough until you form a dough ball. And let it sit in a warm location for about 12 to 15 minutes. I generally do cover it with some wrap, too. I usually like to spray the wrap, too, so it doesn't stick. For the sauce pretty easy. You're going to combine one cup of cooked butternut squash, one teaspoon ground oregano, one can of tomato sauce, and one-fourth teaspoon garlic powder in a bowl. Blend with a hand blender for about a minute. That way you can break up any of the chunks from the squash. Like when you scoop it out, is some of them can, some of those pieces can still be kind of clumped together and whatnot. So you kind of want to disperse that throughout the tomato sauce and a hand blender of some sort works quite well to do that. And it's pretty quick. You just, you know, blend it real quick. In about a minute, I'd say. That usually does it. And then you're going to assemble your pizza. This is super easy too. Your oven will be preheated to 400 degrees and you're going to grease a 9 by 13 inch pan. I usually like to use a glass pan, but cookie sheet works too if you want to do a thinner crust. This recipe in the 9 by 13 inch gives a little bit of a thicker crust. So if you prefer a thinner crust, I would say spread it out into maybe a cookie sheet. And before I put it in the pan, though, I do grease the pan with olive oil. I just use one teaspoon of coconut oil, and I spread it around the pan with a napkin. 
Then I spread the sauce on top. Of course, everybody knows how to make a pizza, right? Spread that sauce on top and top with one and a half cups shredded mozzarella cheese, one half cup shredded Asiago cheese, one half cup sun-dried tomatoes, one fourth cup diced onion, and eight ounces of sliced baby bella mushrooms. Then you're going to add one cup of smoked chicken breast pieces to half of the pizza as desired. Do more or less as you wish. And then sprinkle one fourth cup grated Parmesan cheese over the entire top of the pizza. Then you're going to cook it for 27 to 33 minutes and then let it cool before slicing. I just think this pizza also just kind of looks gourmetish. It must be the, the sun-dried tomatoes and the, and the mushrooms. So they just, it gives it a good look. It just looks yummy and it's looks gourmet-like when you look at it. And I do like the thicker crust on this pizza. I have done it in the thin crust too, where you do it on the cookie sheet. And I enjoy it both ways. And it's really good with a glass of wine. I'm one of those people that likes wine with pizza. I know it's, it's unusual. I mean, I guess it's not. If you think about it, people like wine with cheese and with bread and pizza is basically cheese and bread and vegetables. And of course, people who want meat, hey. That goes with wine too. So this is a delicious recipe, hybrid vegetarian and chicken squash sauce. That's hard to say. Squash sauce pizza. (laughs) It's hard to say that. Squash sauce pizza. There's so much you can do with squash. I have several recipes in my cookbook and on my blog about using squash in different ways. It's a really versatile vegetable that you can use in so many different ways. Anything from just cooking it in the oven and putting butter and brown sugar and some pecans on it to mashing it like a mashed potato. I've ever done that. That's pretty good too. And just using it as part of a pasta sauce is really good too. I love those recipes that have squash in the raviolis too. That's really good. So delicious. I just love pizza. (laughs) I can't get enough pizza. Okay. And then my next pizza recipe, this is an interesting one too. This is You know, a lot of people don't like all the carbs in pizza. It's like just so carb heavy, especially if it's a thick crust pizza. Some people I see, and I've even done this too, where I eat pizza, but you don't eat that big thick crust at the end that you're holding on to because you want less carbs. So one day I got the idea of making a pizza crust that incorporated cauliflower into the crust. And this is hybrid recipe in that you use cauliflower and pizza crust and you mix them together. So you still have that really pizza crust-like taste and flavor and texture, but it's also loaded with cauliflower. So I mean, you see a lot of cauliflower pizza crust recipes on the market and it's a thing. People just like to really incorporate cauliflower into things because it's so healthy and it's kind of a filler and it's full of fiber and good things for you. So it's a popular item these days. And this is one way that I really enjoyed using it to make it still taste like a regular pizza. So, and I call this a hybrid hidden cauliflower crust margarita pizza. We just love margarita pizza at our house. That flavor of the basil and the tomato and the cheese together is just so delicious. It's a great combo. Whoever thought of that years and years ago was very brilliant. And it's so good. So it's so delicious on pizza. And so this pizza, it adds more veggies to your pizza within the crust. It's hidden. 
I love that. And so you can add cauliflower without adding the taste of cauliflower to overpower the other flavors in the pizza. This just works really well. And for those who want the health benefits of cauliflower but really don't like the flavor of it, this is great because it's really quite hidden. You can't really taste it. It's like hidden in there. The hidden is is not only visual, but it's also hidden by taste. You can't really tell it's there. So it's a mixture of using a pizza crust packet and frozen riced cauliflower. I really love recipes that are easy to do and simple and every day because I'm busy. You know, I need things that are good, but they're also got to be easy and quick because, you know, I work till five, six o'clock at night and then I need to make dinner. Well, I don't have hours to make a gourmet meal. I need simple. So I do incorporate such things as like a pizza crust packet because Do I love gourmet everything, homemade everything? Yes, (laughs) but I don't have time to do all of that. So I love these kind of shortcuts that I can use and and use a packaged product. I like to use the things that are all natural and that kind of thing, but sometimes I just need a little bit of help. And so a pizza crust packet sometimes is the way to go for me because I need something quick, easy, and doable in a short amount of time. Instacart, groceries delivered in as little as one hour. Free delivery on your first order, $35. Save yourself that trip to the market. Instacart delivers groceries in as fast as one hour. They connect you with personal shoppers in your area to shop and deliver groceries from your favorite stores. Free delivery on your very first order, over $35. Following the link in the show notes, let's Instacart know we sent you and help support our show. Multiple stores available. Shop all of your favorites on a single order. The products you love from your local stores. Hand selected by shoppers based on your preferences. Delivery to your door in as fast as one hour. Instacart highlights deals to help you save money. Don't we all want that? Find everything you usually buy and get smart suggestions for new items. Instacart picks the freshest produce and keeps your eggs safe too. Woohoo! Those are things I want. Try it out today. You will love it. So the cauliflower adds bulk to the crust too, and it makes it larger to cover a 9 by 13 inch pan, whereas maybe the one packet of pizza crust powder may have not made a dough that would cover it all. So the, the cauliflower addition makes it like cover more area. And it keeps the pizza crust tasting more true to a pizza crust taste, texture, and appearance. It's a perfect for a kid or an adult who doesn't like eating veggies on their pizza. (laughs) They won't even notice the cauliflower is in the recipe. So what are you going to need for this? You need 10 ounces of frozen riced cauliflower with Italian cheeses. Or if you can't find that particular combo, you can add a blend of Parmesan, Romano, and Asiago cheeses up to one-fourth cup to the unflavored frozen riced cauliflower. So this is a product you can buy in the United States. It is a riced cauliflower. So it's cauliflower made into like little pieces that kind of look like rice. And I'm not sure if this is sold in other countries, but you could easily make cauliflower and then like use a food processor to make it more like the riced texture, appearance, and smallness. Is that a word? Smallness. (laughs) 
Then you're going to need one half cup of fresh basil leaves, one cup of pizza sauce. And hey, if you want, you could even use my squash sauce pizza sauce recipe from the previous recipe that I mentioned. Or just get, I mean, I, I do like the canned pizza sauces. Those work too. I've made homemade pizza sauce many, many times. That's always an option. But the can is, again, a nice, easy, convenient thing to use when you're making pizza on a short amount of time, weekday nights. That stuff is just helpful. It just is. One large tomato sliced. Then you're going to need a one packet of pizza crust mix. And about 6.5 ounces is what I've used for this recipe. One cup of shredded mozzarella cheese. One half cup shredded Parmesan cheese. Two cups of sliced fresh mushrooms or baby bella mushrooms, whichever kind of mushrooms you want. And optional for this. You can make it hybrid. When I've made this recipe before, I've used three-fourths cup pieces of cooked sausage, chicken, or pepperoni to cover half the pizza to make it a hybrid pizza. Okay, and then instructions. How are you going to make this? You're going to preheat your oven to 450 degrees, and you're going to cook the rice cauliflower in the microwave per directions on the package. Or if you've steamed it, you know, you can steam a head of cauliflower and, you know, put it in a food processor to get it to be small. So you're going to end up wanting about 10 ounces of the riced cauliflower to add to that pizza crust mix. So how you're going to do it is you're going to actually prepare the pizza crust mix by adding water per instructions on the package. And then you're going to add in the riced cauliflower to the pizza crust dough, that mixture that you've made according to the package directions. You're going to stir it well, and then you're going to let it sit for about five minutes. And then you can be doing other things, getting ready to get the pizza ready to build. You're going to spray a 9 by 13 inch glass pan with cooking spray. I tend to like to use the olive oil cooking spray because olive oil is just a better oil for you. And there aren't any other sprays out there. There's canola oil, there's vegetable oil spray, and there's olive oil. There's really the only three choices that I've ever seen. So I tend to choose the olive oil because olive oil is better for you. And then you're going to spread that crust mixture to cover the entire pan. Then next, you're going to take one cup of sauce, the pizza sauce, to cover the crust with and spread that all around so it covers the entire crust. And then you're going to top the sauce on the pizza crust with one cup of mozzarella cheese, one half cup Parmesan cheese, one half cup fresh basil, the tomato slices. And if you don't want a lot of the juices from the tomato, one thing I do to make it be less juicy is I put the tomato slices on a paper towel. And then some of the juices will drain out and you can put a paper towel over the top of them too and kind of blot them. And this will help you dry out your tomatoes a little bit before you put it on your pizza. And you won't have so much moisture coming off of the tomato slices onto the actual pizza and the cheese because you don't necessarily want to add that. I learned this once when I, a mom to my kids when they were younger, and we were in a mom's club group. And one of the things we did was we toured a take and bake pizza store. And I found it so interesting that what they do to get some of this moisture out of the vegetables is they will let them sit out in the air for a certain period of time before, I think it's refrigerated, before they're going to use them on the pizzas. And so they lay like, actually let them dry out a little bit. And I thought, wow, that's really genius. So then I had that in my head when I was creating this recipe. And I thought, geez, I think that is such a great idea. And so this is kind of the same way with the tomatoes, but you're helping it along by using paper towels to blot the extra moisture off of them. So once you add those tomato slices, then you add the mushroom slices to the top of the pizza. 
You're going to cook the pizza on a low oven rack at 450 degrees for about 28 to 30 minutes and let it cool for about 10 minutes before cutting and then serve it. And I just like the way this pizza looks too. It's kind of gourmetish looking too. Just the whole margarita pizza looks gourmet-like to me just because it's got the tomatoes and the basil against the white cheese. It's just very delicious. And I love adding mushrooms. My my youngest or two of my kids actually don't like mushrooms. So sometimes I will leave that off. You know, cooking in a hybrid way isn't always just all about meat. It's about what people like. <laughs> Some people don't like the mushrooms. So you leave that off for them or you modify for them. So cooking for a split table family isn't always about meat. It's about sometimes about the vegetables and what people like, people's likes and dislikes and their tastes. It just... It's interesting to me how there's so many different ways that we learn to cook for our families because of what they like and dislike. You know, you could, I was never one of those parents that would force my kids to eat everything. If they didn't like it, that's okay. They maybe would have learned to like it in the future, but I wasn't one of those parents that would, you know, sit at the table and make them eat their lima beans. Like when I was a kid, I remember <laughs> fighting my parents and like, they were like, force me to eat the vegetables and the lima beans and I mean, vegetables are good for you, but forcing someone to eat lima beans. Have you ever had lima beans? I don't know a kid in the world that likes lima beans. I don't even know that I like lima beans. I haven't tried them in years, but their texture was just like chalky and solid and disgusting. And I didn't want to eat that. <laughs> I just, I was never that kind of parent. I urged my kids to eat things and I wanted them to eat fruits and vegetables, but I never like was a dictator about it. You eat this or that's it, you know. I know everybody has a different parenting style, but it have, have worked for me. My kids have now all swung around to eating tons of vegetables in ways that surprise me and amaze me. As they've grown up, they've been so much more open to trying things. And often I feel like it was better that I didn't force them to eat those things when they were younger because now they actually enjoy them, like them, seek them out. And it wasn't shoved down their throats. So... That's a little tidbit about what I did when I was raising my kids. They're still growing, but two of them are basically grown. But they, the vegetables are a big thing for them now. And it's amazing to me. I love it. <laughs> Being a vegetarian, too, I think it's just so valuable for everyone to get as many vegetables as they can in their diet. And this pizza is one way where you can add more vegetables in, in a hidden way that does not seem like you're eating a big old hunk of cauliflower. Now, I am actually someone who likes cauliflower, so I'm a little bit different than most people, but I even like raw cauliflower with dip. I mean, like that's even something that I like. So I'm a different kind of person, obviously. <laughs> but I know other people out there like are like me. So pizza's a good way to Good way to get your vegetables and get your dairy and a quick, easy meal for your family. It cooks pretty quickly. I mean, and the prep isn't too much. I mean, basically, you're, you know, you're chopping up some mushrooms and tomatoes and you're washing basil leaves, but it's pretty easy. I mean, it's not like hours and hours of work, yet the pizzas are a little bit more gourmet than your average, you know, just crust, sauce, cheese, pepperoni. You know, it's, it's, it's a way to have pizza in a different way. And I love to have pizza in different ways. I love to try different pizzas. I also want to mention Instacart. You can get things from them delivered within an hour. Down in the podcast notes, I will have the link to that where you can easily just 
click on it, and I believe your first order is free, and you can get things delivered to your house within an hour. It's so fast. So if you're making stuff, you're making food, and you need something, and you forgot it, you can easily get it from them. It's a great option, especially when you don't want to go out and drive. Like right now, we've got so much snow here. Sometimes it's like, you don't want to go out. You forgot one thing, or you just don't want to go out in the snow. The delivery system works so well, and it can be a huge lifesaver. I hope you've enjoyed this pizza episode. I love talking about pizza. (laughs) I could eat pizza so many times. Like, you know, of course, every day would be bad. You would be eating way too much fat from cheese and greasy stuff. But if you do different things, you can make pizza a little bit healthier. Like these two recipes make pizza a little bit healthier for you because of the incorporated vegetables. And I hope that you enjoyed this particular episode. I sure had fun sharing pizza recipes with you. If you would follow my podcast, it would be awesome. I would love it if you joined and give me a review and a rating. Be the first to do that. I don't think I have any reviews or ratings yet. I would love to hear your thoughts. And I'm always open to more ideas of what you would like to hear or see me do on this podcast. Check out down in the podcast notes. I will have the links to my cookbooks. I have the One Dish, Two Diets, which is the hybrid cookbook that I mentioned earlier, and the American Midwest Cooking Quiche's Recipe, which is a little cookbook that has some interesting quiche ideas. Always so much fun to try different recipes. And that just came out in a little paperback book too. So paperback books are nice to have when you're making recipes. I do like digital as well. So both work pretty good. Some people really like to hold that book and see that book and have that laid out on their counter. But you can always do the same thing on your phone. The ebook version is usually cheaper and people can have it accessible on their phone very easily. Buying it on Amazon and then you just pop it open and have it on your phone screen as one easy way also to use it while you are cooking. Because for me, I don't know about you, but I'm always constantly referring back to a recipe when I'm making it because there's always so much going on. People talking to me, dogs needing things, kids needing things. I'm constantly getting interrupted as I'm making food. So I'm like, can't keep it in my brain. There's like too many, I'm like too many, I'm being pulled in too many directions frequently. So I'm constantly checking that recipe. So it's nice to have it on the counter and accessible. Well, I hope you have an amazing day and I hope you enjoy these pizza recipes. I enjoy doing this podcast. So thank you again for listening and more to come. More fun, yummy recipes, new ideas for you to try for your family. I hope you have an amazing day and you take care. Love ya.